All right, B. Yep. Yo, I got four topics, and they all the same. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you got Dr. Umar. You got Kamala, our vice president. Yeah. You got Tim Scott, the Republican, and you got Caitlyn Jenner. What they oh, all God. have in common. <laughs> Politics? <laughs> racism? <laughs> Politics? Um, yeah. yeah. Politics, basically. Um, so... Let me let me just ask you a question. How do you feel about America being racist or America's not racist? Like, how do you feel about America at this present time? You know, as we spoke prior, I, I'm from the West Indies, and I really feel like, is America racist? Yes, it, it has some tendencies, as we were discussing before, but we have come to an extent a far way. Yes. Right? Like, yes. things are not how it used to be. And I'm not dismissing that racism doesn't exist. It's still there. I'll I'll give you a serious pushback. We have not come far. I feel like we've regressed way more than our grandfathers and our grandmothers because, Mm. and then trigger warning or whatever. I, (laughs) whatever. I appreciated segregation. I was never a part of it, but I appreciated segregation. We were middle class. We were upper chalant middle class. We had our own dentist. We had our own pediatrician. We had our own lawyers. We had our own hair salons. We had our own hair products. We had everything. And we were learning about our history, about ourselves. We weren't being degraded and, and put to the side. So I also was for segregation. <laughs> Let Debbie know. That's that's crazy. It, it's like, okay, we'll quote unquote um, bring you in and we'll quote unquote make you equal, but at the same time, that made us second class citizens. Like, yeah, we never we, became equal. We never became equal. Yeah. We, you, you just took our dollar. Mm-hmm. Because. And I like I don't I don't know if I sound like a broken record, but white people don't do anything unless it benefits them. And financially, the 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 Negro leagues, baseball, basketball, all, all these sports, we were more successful than white people. Um, it's a fact, money wise. <laughs> yes. You know the doctors, the lawyers, the hospitals, the schools. We were more educated. We were more put together. Mm-hmm. And white people were like. Oh man, you know, we're gonna, you know, there's gonna be a shift. Yeah. Unless we get ahead of the shift and give these people what they want, which is equal. Why? Why why would you want? (laughs) It's just, I'm not upset. I just like to think abstractly or objectively. I like to think all around. Yeah. Why would you want to sit at a table where you're not welcome and then they're they're finally like, here, eat this pie. The pie is poison, hypothetically. Like, mm-hmm. why Like, why would you want to sit at a table where people don't want you there? But then the question, the answer is simply, like, we or certain people, we don't value ourselves enough that we don't, we don't care how we're treated. We just want to be seen as equal to white people. That's the same reason why. Why would you want to shop at a store or shop with a company that doesn't respect black people? Or that's going to follow you around in the store. It's the same or thing. Or call security if, if you blink. Like, why? <laughs> if you blink. It's the why? same. It's literally the same thing. We want to be seen as equal. And, okay, maybe I'm going to be disrespected. But when I walk in the store, people know I have money, but they don't care. Yeah. They don't want to service you. But um, I, I want to bring it back to segregation and education because Dr. Umar was on the breakfast club. I didn't like that man at first. He was very aggressive, but that's the message I needed to hear. Yeah. And um, he made a lot of great points about 
the special education system, me being a special education teacher. Yeah, you know, I was listening to it and I'm like, oh, B's gonna love this. Oh, he has some stuff. Yeah. And one thing I wanna ask you, because you were working in the school system too, and um, I think it was DJ Envy, he was like, do you think things like ADHD and all of these stuff are real, or is it just a ploy for schools to get more money? Because you told me you said the oh, more yes. kids they put in, oh, more yes. kids they put in special education, the more money they get. And I didn't know that. Yes. So how do you feel about this? Is all of these things real, or is it the schools just trying to get the money? Like, let's say hypothetically, you get twelve hundred dollars per child in general ed. If if you get a child that has an IEP, you may get three, four thousand dollars more. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, and it's not even special ed anymore because they're integrating and that is another I don't I don't like it I don't like it because you're taking a what She's passionate y'all It's gonna be a lot of huffing and puffing I guess Yeah When I was back at the school there was a teacher and she was like I didn't grow up like this I don't remember and I'm like because these kids were in a different classroom Yeah It was a smaller setting for a reason Yeah And it's like Parents try so hard to make their kids normal, quote unquote, but what is normal? Yeah. Parents want to make their child feel like they're, you know, with the other kids. But if they're not academically with the other kids, the behavior is going to come out or mm -hmm. the insecurities is going to come out. And they're going to intentionally fail because they're going to fail anyway. I might as well just fail with a zero rather than fail with a 64. Mm. You know, if, if 65 is passing, yeah. you know, things like that. But... I don't think those ailments are real. ADD, ADHD, personally. I, I feel like... Autism, all of those things, not real. I, I said ADD and ADHD. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm about to say. <laughs> okay. Don't add nothing to the list. <laughs> okay, those are not real. Those, Why? Those are just attention um, be behaviors, you know. That can be fixed. That can be fixed with the diet that you eat because we're giving our kids filth. Mm -hmm. um, that 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 can be fixed with the attention at home because you know a lot of ch a lot of parents have to work to the bone just to break even yeah and that's affecting their children and they don't see it like that but they'll see it later in life of course and um yeah you know so like some of these things could be preventable if you get ahead of it but if you're if you're just gonna immediately go into kindergarten and say oh you know little Johnny has ADD or little Johnny has ADHD that's mm. dismissive yeah. That's dismissive. Agreed. Uh, for me, as a special educator, and you know, got my master's in that. I, okay, I, I. This is how I work, right? So if children do not have disabilities, I do not work. Yes. Right. So I have to say what works for me. But what I think is, I do think these things are real. So you say you don't think ADHD, ADD, is real. And again, for those who don't know, attention deficit disorder, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. I think those things are real. Okay. You know, based on research. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think... But this like, is your field. This is my field. But I also think we are diagnosing children too soon for nothing. And, and, and Dr. O Umar said... Um, Dr. Umar had said... Um, yeah. You know, he had said, um, children are learning from the computer now. Yes. So, of course, they're not going to be motivated. They're not going to learn as well and he said and wait then, i'm sorry children are learning from the computer because of covid because of covid yeah and they're not going to be motivated and learn as well and he said if the teacher was born in the school she's going to be extra or he is going to be extra born over the computer and then you're going to slap a label and say this child has a reading disability no yes you need to read more with your child and i was saying that i recently 
had to test the child. And I, I said, oh, I had to put her in special education and I did not want to put this child in special education because I said, this mother, no offense to this mother, this girl doesn't come to school. This girl comes late. She comes three hours late. She don't know what's going on. And I said, it's not because she has a disability. Uh -huh. The mother just needs to it's her circumstances. show up. It's her yeah. circumstance. Read with their, how do you not read with your child? It's get, easy. And I get it. You don't have the time. Get your children some books. Now you're going to have this child have a label and there's nothing wrong with having a label. But now you're going to have your child be in special education, possibly get left back, possibly regress. And once you get left back, it's so much difficult to continue in schooling you get what i mean nah it's, let's it's, it's gonna affect you your your personality it's gonna affect your your self-esteem so i just felt like this girl does not have a disability but i had to say she had a disability you know because her mother is not showing up but b let's go a little deeper um don't parents get paid if their children has a certain iep do they they get they, they get they get some type of benefit i don't know they get some type of benefit i i i know this much like I'm not well versed in the in the field or the area, but yeah. I know that if your child has a certain IEP or a certain label or what however you want to define it, yeah. parents they they get they receive a benefit from it. Yeah, and I'm not against an IEP. I really do feel like some children <laughs> definitely need an IEP. Uh, they definitely need that support, and that girl is getting the support she needs. But I don't think she needs to have that label of okay, you have this or okay, you have that. No, again. Stop expecting schools to raise your children. You it's ridiculous. What? Charlemagne and Envy, I think it was Envy too. Um, Envy has good questions, but you know, he a kumba. We'll get that to <laughs> I don't think he, he asks great questions. Yeah. I don't think he's a kumba. We'll get to that. Yeah. But um, yeah, Envy said um, something like, like, do you think COVID is hurting or helping or whatever? Mm. Something like that. Yeah, and then Dr. Umar said that this has exposed a lot in the community, but it's also yeah. shown parents that you are capable of being a teacher to your child or yes. whatever. If you're reading more, he's like, oh, my kid is not illiterate or my kid is not, you yes. know, bad at math. Like my kid can sit down, mm -hmm. you know, and, and some parents are taking initiative to do homeschooling. Yeah. You know, I'm happy about that, you know, and I, I like, I just feel like, this whole pandemic went one of two ways. It was really black and white. I, I barely saw any gray. Parents stepped up or parents did worse. A hundred percent agree. A hundred percent agree. And and the parents who stepped up were the parents who were stepping up to be already. Dead. Yes. They, or they already have children who they've taught their child how to be independent. So now their child can log in to the classroom. Their child knows to get their homework done. Why are you expecting a five-year-old to do their homework? You need to... Is is beyond me. You yeah. need to sit down and say, "Hey, Timmy, um, like, let's go over this." Yes. Or why? Are you, uh, how are you expecting your child to, to navigate the computer in yes. the four? Navigate just because they cannot classroom. navigate a tablet or or your or your phone doesn't mean they can navigate a computer and log on for themselves. Please, and like, it's it's just it's so it's weird. It's so weird. And yeah. how are you expecting six year olds, seven year olds to turn in all of their homework and parent teacher conference? You didn't do any of your homework. Who is the parent? Your child is living child? at home with you now at this point. <laughs> what do you mean? It's, it's, and they're, they're so shocked. Like, oh, yeah. you're not doing this. You're not doing that. Um, now what's your excuse? And, and, and this is not a knock on parents, but I 100% believe some people should not have children. And even me, I'm just like, I don't like if I if I were to have a child right now, I just do not have the time to be the best parent I can be to, to help them with yes. their schoolwork, to help them emotionally, to help them 
physically. I just do not have the time. So people need to stop popping out babies. Yes. And you don't you don't have the 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 what am I trying to say? You don't have the 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 love enough to help yeah, them. Yeah. Or you like you don't have the time. You know. It's it's like um, we 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 were talking about something else at a, at another occasion, and the principal at the time where I when I was still employed there, she was like, yeah, you know, I give props to the teachers because I was too busy. This was her first year being a principal, and mm-hmm. her daughter was going into uh, kindergarten. Okay. And by the time her daughter finished kindergarten, her daughter was reading at a first grade, second grade level, mm-hmm. and. That's that's the acknowledgement. It's it's different than having the teacher be the parent versus working with the teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, I oh my god, I had a kid when I was a third grade teacher. I had a kid. What? <laughs> and I, I I like I called home, I called home. That mom told me, "You're his mom. You're his school mom. You take care of it." Mm. And I was like, "Uh. That's weird." That's it's, strange. It's strange. <laughs> so, you know, our our friends to the show, V, uh, we were talking. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, um, don't. And we, we, we weren't even tight like that. Yeah. We weren't even tight like that. Like, I was slowly making my way into her heart because she was. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she was mean to me. No, she wasn't. No, she wasn't. She was just, you know, she, she was just trying to keep it professional, I guess. But anyways, long story short. V was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to call his house. And I was like, I don't, I don't think you should do that. Like, they're like they're not really aware parents. And they were older, which was really, really disheartening to me. So anyways, at the end of the day, she came back to me. She was like, T, they said the same thing. You're, you're his mom. And she was like, I'm not his mom. Yep. You are his mom. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And then she's like, oh, oh okay. You're like, yeah, yeah like... It's not my job to handle however many kids, 25 kids, 30 kids, 17 kids, depending on the class size. It's not my responsibility to, I can't be mom to all the kids, supervise all the kids, double check all the kids. You know, I can't do that. I need help. You need to meet me halfway. Yeah. Yeah. And And I think it's like, again, people just have to be more responsible. And it's not, it's not a knock on parents because I know there's some single parents. I know there's some parents who have four or five kids and they're by themselves. I know it's circumstances, but it's like, at what point do we take responsibility and say, okay, I'm on my third child. I, I don't have time to be popping out a fourth one because I'm just not the parent that I should be. Yes. I'm just not there to oh provide my for my child. I'm not there to provide tutoring. I'm not there to provide emotional well-being. That is why so many children, myself included, need therapy. And nothing against my parents, but it's like, yeah. you guys are not there. Just because you like it raw don't mean... What? Yes. You like it raw. No, parents. Oh. Just because... <laughs> What's wrong with you? Like, girl, you switch the topic. <laughs> no, just because you like it raw, because you said you're on your third kid, you don't need a fourth one. Some people oh. just pop... Women, because we carry the, the child. Mm-hmm. Some women just pop out kids. Mm-hmm. Don't know who the daddy is, mm-hmm. or got a different daddy, or you have a turbulent relationship with... The, like, just because you like it raw, yeah. doesn't mean your kids have to suffer. Yeah, 100%. You, know? you can have one or two great kids and be successful you you don't need to have a fleet of kids because you don't believe in contraception or you don't believe in abortion no you're just being selfish yeah but i also want to counteract that because i don't want to put race into it but it's always the hispanic and the black families who who, who don't know how to navigate being a, a parent and a and a provider those are the those are the parents that want me to be their child's 
mother. You know what? And the I'm, Bengali parents are not like that. I'm going to disagree pa- with that. No, listen to me. Ooh. Listen to me. <laughs> Bengali parents, they're on it. They 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 sit with their child. A lot of those those children, their mother is um, the at home mom. Uh, their their father is working. There's just certain structures that are in the home. Bengali parents, I'm sorry to cut you They're off. They're on it. They are on it because they have a community supporting them. Yes, Asian parents Hispanic too. Hispanic communities have communities supporting them. Dr. Umar said, "All I need was three weeks. Yes, three weeks to build the schools. If I was Mexican, it'd be done. Yes. If I was white, it'd, <laughs> it'd be, be done. done. Like, and he's not we, lying. He's not lying." We, the black community, like we, like we used to have carpooling, study groups, and things like that. What you happened? know, life happened. Um, our our wise people ended up dying off, or went to jail, or moved, relocated because they couldn't take it anymore. I, I actually want to kind of pull back on what I said. Okay, so because Mexican people, they're like that too. They like they're like the Bengali. They're on top of their education. Yes. Um. African people, they're on top of their yes. education. I'm talking about black people. Because they have the community to support them. Yeah. They yeah. do. But it's like, also, like, if you don't have the community, you have to take the steps to create that community or do something. Like, I get it. Like, Puerto Rican, Dominican, maybe you don't have that community because those are the parents I'm talking about. Um, or just, like I said, black people, maybe you don't have that community, but you have to figure out a way to help your child. Yo, I really got to push back because you keep talking about Hispanics. When I was teaching at the at the first school... In the same network, because I had to relocate to another school in the same network. But when I was at the first school, I don't think all those moms were Dominican, but they all had a common um, language, which was Spanish. Mm-hmm. And they like they would pick each other's kids up. They would, you know, support each other. They like they would always be present, things yeah. like that. Like they were like it would be like a click. You know, you you know, like you have like the Nigerian moms, they click up, yes. or the Bengali moms, they click up. We only click up to gossip. <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Did you hear that little Timmy is failing Spanish? No, but I know your kid is failing English. There you go. What are you talking about? Yeah. Let's get together and help each other. But but that's what I'm saying. Those, those parents, again, Hispanic parents, they connected in like play dates and they connected in yeah. communities. Do you know? But academically, there's something off. And, yeah. and I just... And again, it's not a knock against those people, but I just want Hispanic and black people to get it together because Mexican people are, and I know they're Hispanic, Bengali people are, Asian people are, white people are. Why are we the only people not progressing forward? And and now let's transition. That, like, that was a great question. Why are we not moving forward? Like, America, uh, Dr. Umar was talking about how... Um, Dr. Umar was talking about how Joe Biden has done nothing for black people. Don't say that. And Obama. Don't say that. Don't say that. Listen, I feel strongly about this. Go ahead. Because I know it's true. I know he's not lying. Mm-hmm. Dr. Umar gave an interview with Nick Cannon a, a, a while ago, before, well, at, at the height of the campaigning. And I think I said this on the podcast, but Dr. Umar basically said, I don't have to like you to do business with you. Yeah. And that's what black people don't understand. We always take it personal. Mm-hmm. We always, oh, she don't want to be around me. She thinks she all that. I just got other things going on. You just have other things going on. We may not be on the same energy or wavelength. Yeah. Like, it happens. Don't take it personal. But if and when I need you, you should be there. And when you, if and when you need me, I should be there. Yeah. You know, so he's saying that 
He's done nothing for black people. You getting on The Breakfast Club, the most syndicated urban radio show, and basically shamed black people into voting for you. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't vote for me, you're not black. And then black people really voted for him to prove they were black. And they're like, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. You get Kamala to be your running mate. Joe Biden... And, and and this is the thing. This is the thing. People love to throw stones at glass houses, and I don't appreciate it because yes, Trump had rape allegations. You have rape allegations. Mm-hmm. You have you, like it's like it's, it's. I mean, it's like the Spider Man point. Y'all y'all both, <laughs> y'all both seventy something years meme. old. Yeah. Y'all both are ignorant to a point. You're both antiquated mm-hmm. to a strong point. Yeah. So when Kamala is speaking out, when when she's running for president, she's speaking out. I believe the women that that are, are accusing Joe Biden. Joe Biden needs to be held responsible. Why would you pick her to be your running mate mm-hmm. if she's questioning your character? That's how it's a business. Yeah, it's a business. So when I'm watching, don't judge me. When I'm watching Love and Hip Hop, <laughs> they Judging. they did they did a family reunion or whatever mm-hmm. just just to keep. The ratings are, you know, just to keep uh, uh, um, whatever at VH1. So they did a little family reunion thing. And Yandy brings on Tamika Mallory. <laughs> so Tamika and they're, they're all talking at the table. And they're like, somebody voted for Trump at this table. Like, why is that a bad thing? A, somebody yep. voted for Trump at the table. B, they go into the next day. And one of the black women was like, I only voted for Biden because he had Kamala. He had a black woman. Kamala does not identify with you. She don't identify with you. She doesn't care about you. She doesn't think racism exists. But we'll get to that, too. Yeah, it's like, it's like, I I, I don't understand, but we're not like people are showing. Yes, we're simple minded, simple minded, herd mentality, monolith mentality. Charlamagne's like black people aren't a monolith. All of Stacey Abrams, Tamika Mallory, um, AOC. AOC has her own objective because she's trying to get Hispanics reparations before black people. But that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to fight for your people. People, exactly. You know? And um, Dr. Umar brought up a good point. He said when the civil rights bill was created, it was created for black people, Lyndon B. Johnson. However, they put the two, they put gender and they put sexual orientation. So now it's broader. It's not just black minorities, it's women. It's the LGBTQ community. It's mm-hmm. more broader and that's more quote unquote American because you're supposed to do things that benefit America. Yes. So Dr. Umar's point is if you're tr- if you're the president of America and you're trying to benefit the people moving forward, why are you only doing executive orders for transgenders? Yes. Why are you only doing executive orders for Asians and when lynching specific. bills yeah. have been on the table for years? Decades. Police. Yep. Bills have been on the table for years, for decades, and they still haven't been passed. But that just brings me back to my point that <laughs> we're very simple-minded. And the fact that, okay, he now he's the president. He's, go- he's going to rescue us. He's going to save us. No, he's turning our back on us, just yeah. like Obama did, just like other yeah. people did. And, and, and um, Dr. Umar said a good point. He said, we frame Obama has the angel and Trump has the devil. Why did I write... He's wait, listen. <laughs> I was I, I'm not gonna lie. I was listening to the interview and I was on my little doze off. Dr. Umar in his strong black voice said, We made Trump the scape the scapegoat for racism. I popped up, was like, Praise Jesus. Yeah. That was a sermon. Yeah. That was a word. Mm-hmm. That I, was a word. I, I said hallelujah. Because he's right. He's right. 
literally my my um former partner or whatever he was like you know why they don't like trump because trump is a reflection of america yes yeah he's a reflection of america yeah and People don't like mirrors. Mm -hmm. People don't like mirrors. So if Trump is getting up there saying, we need to preserve this culture, we need to do that, we need to do that, it's, it's, okay, it's all right if you want to say, we don't want to be associated with that type of narrative anymore. But if you're just like trying to say it never happened, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. So if you're making him the scapegoat for racism, he's one person he was only in office for four years how much damage can a person do in four years versus someone who's been in public office for 40 something years yes the 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 black caucus can't do nothing he was like they're useless i was (laughs) like oh my he said that with his chest he said it with his chest yeah but i think it's just it that's just america and americans not putting responsibility on the system, not putting the but responsibility on the government. But that's individual Americans, yeah. yes. That's yeah. us yeah. as a culture not putting responsibility on the government. We're just giving it to Trump. Yes. Trump is the one who's racist. Trump is the one who's destroying the country. Uh, really look at some of the things he's done. And that's dismissive Yes. because now we can do all this dirt over here and, and Biden can say, we got Trump out. Like, like that, that, that was his gift to us. Yeah. You, your, my gift to you is getting rid of guy A. His gift is, I'm going to bend you over and run a train on you. But look, I got the person who ran the first train out. I'm just saying. I just had to get it like that. Because it's, really, no, it's really like no, that. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. You could have went a step further with the Vaseline. Like, like, I'm, like, <laughs> like, like, I'm, like, I'm making it good for you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a good leader. I'm a good master. I'm, I'm a good colonizer. Yes. I'm, I'm a good president. You know? I'm going to write bills and sign executive orders that have nothing to do with you, but with everyone else because they're a priority because they're generating income. They have ownership. Mm -hmm. They have some type of substance. And and what Dr. Umar said is that he he passed this executive order for Asian and Pacific Islanders. Yes. Because he wants to make sure that Asians stay on the side of white people. I mean, that's alleged, but yes. No, I I 100% agree with him. That is alleged, but it's like... Because they have this, oh, um, Black Lives Matter and Asian, stop Asian hate. So yes. that was that was trying to unite black people and Asians. But Asians will never unite with us. Because, yes. <laughs> because there serves a bigger system. Like you said, it's all about politics. It's all about money. And it benefits Asians to unite with white people. It benefits Asians to unite with white people. We carry the money, but they carry the actual power. Yes. If, if we're buying everything made in China and we're generating trillions of dollars to China and we're like, come ride with us, help us, support us. But the president or the government <laughs> is like, um, you want these nuclear, like, like, like what you want? Like, you want to fight? Like, yeah. you're not, you're not riding with them. You're riding with us. Yes. We have the legacy. We have a legacy too, as a culture, as a black culture, but we have a horrible legacy. We give our money away. Yeah. You know, um, a couple years ago during the Obama administration, and this is not about, you know, hate or discrimination. This is just a fact. Um, there was an attack at a, at a nail salon and this Asian man attacked this black woman or whatever. You know, those black men were outside those doors and black women would excuse me and go and get their nails done by the Asians. Like. Build your own nail salon. Yeah. So you don't have to be discriminated against. So you don't have to have hands put on you. So you don't. And then it's like, 
black men and black women can't unite. We cannot because we're not on the same page. It's, it's too materialistic at this point. But black women and black men can unite because the government created it to be that way. Yes. Yes. But we know that. That was years ago. What are you doing for me now? It's material things. It's 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 everything else in between. The government doesn't even have to bat an eye because mm -hmm. the because the conditioning and because the hatred is so deep seated. Like they don't even have to bat an eye anymore. Yeah. You know, watching Judas and the Black Messiah. I didn't watch it yet, but watching Judas and the Black Messiah, you see a, a beautiful black relationship between you know uh, Fred Hampton and the mother of his child. Um, and we don't see that anymore because the government made it, made it their mission to break us up. And now they don't have to do anything. That's like, that's like multiple streams of income or building generational wealth. Like like my money makes money for me. I yeah. make money in my sleep. I don't have to do anything to the black community to keep them at each other's throats. I don't have, I, you can do that now. Hip hop <laughs> can do that yep. now. Oprah can do that now by never marrying a stepman or, you know, never really showing that black unity or, you know, all these actors and actresses who have multiracial spouses or white spouses. Like, yeah, the government doesn't have to do anything. It's, it's, it's recycling itself. It's building its own. So now we're getting to interracial. I mean, if you want to go there, well, Umar. <laughs> it's not like he was going there. Well, Dr. Umar did speak about that. And he said, Black men have loved white women for the longest of time. It's, it's a fact. And it's a fact. It's a fact. And he says, oh, okay, black men always come to him and say, well, well, black women date outside of their race, but it's not by choice. It's by like, it's by omission. It's, have, it's, it's really not by choice. It's by omission. I, 90% of my friends are black and 90% of my friends are waiting for and only dating black men. I can't even talk about them dating a Hispanic person. They want black love. They want black family. And I be telling them, let me, I sound like the devil now. <laughs> <laughs> you got your snow bunnies on? I got my snow bunnies on. I be telling them, you know, like, date outside your race and do this. Damn, I am the devil. <laughs> like, just don't know me. No, and, you're and, not the devil. And they really be like, no, no, B. I want this. I want, I want to raise my family like this. I want my children to look like this. And it's like, they... There's not options because these yeah. black men are out here dating foreign chicks, dating girls from Belize, and they don't value dating women who look like their mothers, dating women who are like their sisters, meaning they're black. Yes. It's just it's just boring, apparently, to, to date a black girl. It's, it's not even uh, boring. It's it's just, like I said, it's conditioning. It's it's what the standard is. And the, we don't we don't have to do anything. It's, it's like, oh, man, the man is out to get us. The government's out to get They don't care about you. They're making too much money. They already planted the seeds, and it's, it's, you, you can't pull it at the root. Yeah. You cannot get rid of it. You cannot pull it at the root. It's crazy. Um, yeah, Umar was saying, you know, um, it's, 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 it's not by choice. Sometimes it is by choice. What's by choice? Dating outside their race. Women. So, you yeah, know, of course. You got, got Lonnie Love crying on the reel. Women. Date white men. Like, no. get out of here. Yeah. No, like, no one, like, no one wants to hear that. But yeah, it is disheartening when you're of a certain complexion and all your family members that are men have someone that's lighter than you. Yeah. Yeah. And, or, or they're making jokes about skin color. Like, it's like they don't see it like that. But that's that's what manipulation and conditioning does to you. Like, you don't even see it happening. But, but that brings me to my point that he said. <laughs> 
he said, okay, you're biologically back black, but are you psychologically yes. black? And, and we, we out here with our melanin, but we're not psychologically black. We are, we've been programmed to not be psychologically black. Yeah. And, and what does that mean? It all, like going back to America as a business, marriage is a business. Yes. Too much of us are, are marrying for love. And, and I, I always say we shouldn't, you know, even that's kind of also what had to my, and did it to my relationship, but it's like marriage is a business. And he said, nobody goes to divorce court and says, I want my 20 years of love back. No. You go to divorce court and say, I want the house, I want the money, I want this, this accolade, I want, I, I, want, I want your benefits. You don't go into divorce court asking for your love back because love, yes, it's important in marriage, but that's probably like, that's, 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 that's a quarter of the battle. Exactly. That's, a, that's, that's not even 50%. It's, it's, it's not even a quarter, actually. It's probably 10%. Yeah. You know, you have these shows, Indian Matchmaker and things like that, where other cultures are still doing um, arranged marriages. And it's so, quote unquote, foreign to America. Like, oh, we marry for love here. No. No. Um, and how's that working out? Yeah, how's that working <laughs> out for you? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're saying, um, I have this house. You have that house. Let's get married. Let's sell our houses. Let's build up. Like, there's there's always something you have to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Something you always have to bring to the table. Um, there's this woman, um, Megan McGlover. I, I send you her videos because I, I just think she, she she's like kind of like a female Umar, but not really. Yeah. She's way more softer, but she's a woman, you know. Yeah. Anyway, and she was just, you know, basically saying that America is a business. And the sooner you realize that, the sooner you can get on your business. Yeah, and profit she, off of it. Yeah, she, um, she, she, she was saying that when people rent out houses or people rent out apartments or things like that, you don't own it, so you don't appreciate it, so you don't want to take care of it. Why are you taking care of something that's not yours? Mm -hmm. You know, so when, so, so, so when like the land is not yours or the house is not yours or the neighborhood is not yours, you don't really put that much into it. All that rioting, all that Black Lives Matter, all that protesting, all that marching, that all that energy could have been delved into building your own community. But that's what they don't want. And it's not even white people. It's black people. That's mm -hmm. the, that's why I say the seeds are have been planted. And it's so you cannot pull those roots out like I can get on with like a freaking megaphone out there with the Black Lives Matter. And say, if everyone gives me five dollars, we can get a laundromat, or we can get a supermarket, or we can. What are you trying to? Oh, no, police. Yeah. Death. Oh, rapping. And I'm like, there's, there's so, there's so many layers to who we are as, as, as a Black American people. There's so many layers to who we are, and and we just fight it every. It's like you're fighting a, an, a, an uphill battle. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a losing battle. Losing actually, like I'm an independent, and Umar brought that up. He was like, I don't vote for Democrats, I don't vote for Republicans. If you don't have an independent objective, independent mind, if you don't have an independent plan, I don't want you. And he's right, independent basically means you can't be bought. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the liberals over here trying to say, you know, let's do things like this. You have the conservatives over here trying to say, let's do things like this. And we need those perspectives, but we also need people to be free thinkers. Agreed. Like, yeah. And I've said this. I know I know. I said this on the podcast. But <laughs> if, if, if all the black people in America, Stacey Abrams, Adams, or whatever your name is, if all the people, if all the black people in uh, uh, Atlanta or Chicago voted independent, 
the government would take more initiative into one in, into giving them what they want because now there's something at like if if if, if I'm voting Democrat this whole time, Democrats are just gonna bend me over, no Vaseline, and move on, yeah, and actually go and cuddle in bed with who they want to be with, yeah, like. Great analogy. <laughs> Omar said that. Yeah. Omar was like, he's going to do business with who he... Who's going to check him? Not Kamala. No. Not, not Nancy Pelosi. But who's going to check Biden? Who's going to check him? I got Trump out. That's, that's what you wanted me to do. That's what I did. I'm and, doing and, what I want to do. And take it. And, and, yeah. and, and take it up the... And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it goes back to what you, say, what you said. Okay, you're at this Black Lives Matter march. You got your megaphone and you're saying all this stuff. But Dr. Umar said the greatest weapon used against black people is disorganization. Yes. We are disorganized as people. You said it too. We are worried about the wrong things. We're worried about getting the new iPhone, getting the new sneaker, getting the new this. We've been preaching this for years. Yes. And it's like, when do we set our mentality to think about businesses? Even, even like some of my friends that I talk to, you know, <laughs> or just people in general, they're like, oh, like I'm going to rent, I'm going to live in an apartment. No. Why can't you get a house? Um, and I, I'm not saying that getting a house is easy, but why can't you put your mindset on getting the money you're paying for rent is the same as a mortgage or less or less. And, and I'm saying the same thing. You can just get a house, build that house up, have that be your family home. Pass that down to your child, pass that down to their child, pass that down to their child, their child. It's like there's no, and it's almost like selfishness. Well, I, I, nobody did this for me. Nobody got me a family oh home. Oh, my God. Well, why do I have to be the one to break the generational curse? You better do it. Oh, my God. You're so right. And let's just take it a step further. Like that family home, you can rent out. That too. And, and, and you can have the renters pay your mortgage and you can get another house. You can Come get another on. house. You can get another house. Another like, one. Another one. Yeah. Like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I, I'm going to pay $3,000 a month for a studio because it's in New York. No. That's, that's not the source. That's not where it's at. No. If I and, and in the community where people don't even want you there, yeah, people don't even think you live there. Oh my they gotta God. call the they gotta call the, the the doorman and say, "Does this person live here?" Also, you can say you belong with white people when you can take that three thousand and pay one thousand five hundred in the Bronx and get a house. Yes, don't make sense. It don't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. But this is what we've been conditioned to believe. It's like this. This is another situation where it's black and white. It's like black people want to evolve respectfully but once they get money or once they get a certain level Tea. they abandon Tea. and then you have the other black people who just sit and wallow and say why does the community look like this why why why, why is why like why are the men not doing what they're supposed to do why is it you're not taking initiative yeah and one thing that he said is that going back to him taking three weeks to build up a school if he had the free labor and the free time that I kind of, kind of, I kind of wanted to counteract because I just feel like we are already doing so much things as Black people. So to give our time to something would be, like, I feel like we need to see the benefit of how it benefits us, but we don't see the bigger picture that it does benefit Baby, us. Baby, that's a whole lie. If you could be out there protesting Black Lives Matter, you could be out there <laughs> with a with a hammer building the school up. Yeah, you like, I, yeah. like, I, uh, and and B is not a liar. But but, it, but I'm just saying, like, if if you could be out there exercising <laughs> your time and your energy. But, but it's 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 towards chaos. Yes, yes. Black Lives Matter. I res I respected it in the beginning. Hands up, don't shoot. Black Lives Matter. I respected it all in the beginning, but now it's just chaos. And they were talking about the Derek Chauvin verdict. Like 
The only reason why that dude allegedly was convicted was because Minneapolis couldn't afford another riot. They couldn't yeah. afford more chaos. Yeah. The only reason why um, um, uh, O.J. Simpson was acquitted was not because if it don't fit, you must acquit. It wasn't because of the glove. <laughs> it was because they were still yeah. building L.A. back up from Rodney King. And when that verdict came in, uh, like, you were not even born yet. But I was... <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I was, like, a toddler type. And, you know, people still, like, like they'll, like, they'll do the stills of the black community and the white community. And the white community's like, oh, my God. And the blacks are like, yeah. Like, that was not a win. Mm-hmm. That was not a win. This, this was a black man who was a famous football player. He won the Heisman. He had a whole black family. He had a black woman. He left his black woman for a white woman. Ended up allegedly killing the white woman. And you wonder why white people don't want to, don't feel so welcoming around him. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 I, I don't get, like, the priorities are shifted. Like, he could have took his black wife and elevated the, the, the black look or whatever. But because you want to conform and, and you want to be accepted in society, you have to do what society does. Yeah. You know? So he's saying, Omar is saying that, that like, that was a whole monetary gain. That was for money. Yes, that dude was wrong. Yes, he was guilty. Yes, he's a murderer. You know? But... Cops have gotten um, acquitted for less. They have. Like, all those cops that beat up those four. You don't need four cops on one black man who's already on the ground beating up Rodney King. You don't need all that stuff. You know? I don't know. I mean, I I get what you're saying, but I I also feel like um, he had said a very important point. Like, all of these things that are happening to black people, I, I wouldn't counteract him because he said, oh, it's not a win because Floyd is still dead. Yes. Um, may he rest in peace. But it's like, we, we have to have something. I, like, I physically need something to, to have come out of this. Yes he, he, yes, he has passed away, but I feel like, okay, it is a win. It's a very small, minor win. Oh, the face, the face. I don't think it's a win at but, all. But just hear me out. Yeah. It's a win because, like, this man is getting, you know, he's getting his consequences. And yes, his consequences has nothing to do with black people. It's about building the city. But he's still being reprimanded. So, I, me, I'm just trying to find moral ground in what has happened. Um, but I also feel like um, he had said a point that these officers need to be held accountable, yes. and But they're being held accountable with our money. Um, and they're, they're, they're going to just go out and do it again because yeah. it's not that they're not trained. It's because they're racist. And anyone who doesn't think this is a matter of race is, you're delusional. I think it's both. I think it's, they're, they're not trained. And like, this is, this is like Bloods, Crips, Hells Angels. The cops are a gang. Yeah. They're a gang. They roll deep and they have weapons and they have, um, and, 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 and they have, they have certain advances that other people don't have. So when um, I lost my train of thought, but I was just I, like I'm I, like I'm trying to say that you know with the whole uh, Dr. Umar wanting the quali- the qualified immunity to end, we talked about that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember. So if if I'm African American, if I'm a woman, if 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 you know if I'm a man or whatever, and I'm telling you how to do your job, that's a embarrassing. And it's emasculating and it's belittling. Mm-hmm. And we signed up, meaning the police, we signed up for this job to be the dominant, 
to be the one that's enforcing the law. How are you enforcing the law? You don't know the law. Yeah. I feel like if you become a police officer, you have to have some type of law background. Not even, not like not maybe two classes, just <laughs> the minimum. <laughs> minimum. Yeah. Bare minimum. Like maybe two law classes. Um, two criminal justice classes. You have to do, like, you have to work in your community. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we sending people from Staten Island to work here? And why are we sending people from here to work in Staten Island? It don't make sense. It yeah. don't make sense. Make that make sense. But, yeah, you know, I was watching a video years ago, years ago on Facebook. That's how you know. That's how. <laughs> no one's on Facebook anymore. Yeah. And the, uh, the, the, the officer pulled over the, the, the guy. He was a black man. And he was like, you can't do this, you can't do that. He's like, you work for me. He's like, I don't work for you. Yes, you work for the government. You mm-hmm. are a ta- you, our taxes pay for your life, pay for your pension, pay for that house. You work for us. Yeah. But it's the training, it's the conditioning. My great-grandfather, my grandfather, my father, you don't got to, no. You, technically, yes, but you don't got to <laughs> listen to what they have to say. You don't got to do, you're the one with the gun. You're the one with, like, it's, it's, it's like, it's like a whole brainwashing. Like, your, your job title doesn't change the fact that you're here to serve the community. Mm-hmm. And serving the community does not mean threatening the community, bullying the community, harassing, uh, harassing the community. The community. Yeah. That's, that's not serving the community. It's not. Yeah. But I just want to bring it back to, like, the reason why there's been so many killings of black people unjustly is because we have devalued black people yes. from the beginning of time. And it, that, that's, that's what makes it justifiable in killing black Who's people. Who's devaluing black people in 2021? Black people. Thank you. Black people. We're devaluing ourselves. White people. Everybody devaluing. They, they out here with no condom. I'm just saying. <laughs> they're out here with no condom. They're devaluing us. And it's just like, we have made it justifiable to kill black people. I cannot tell you how many people are like, but look, he was he was acting like this. That don't mean I had to die. Or he had to die. Yeah. They were saying this. That don't mean they had to die. And going into Umar and Envy at the end, when he was talking about Michaela, the girl with the knife. Um, DJ Envy, his, his dad was a cop. Mm. So he has a different lens. Yeah. He has a different lens. And that's why we need people with different backgrounds and different lenses because they offer a different perspective. So he's saying, you know, I hope that, you know, the, the cop would have shot them if they were white. And then you hear you go, Charlemagne and Umar, no, Envy, no, Envy, that wasn't going to happen. You know, if they was white. I said this the last podcast, whichever last podcast, but I said, if you know the rules are different, why, why are you getting so worked up? Why are you not teaching the community how to behave and how to act and how to protect yourself? Yeah. Like, how? The guy, the, the officer pulled up and, the, and, and she wasn't even next to that girl with the knife yet. You got, and then we talked about it, how you got this dad kicking this woman in the head. It's just chaos. It's anarchy. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's chaos. And the guy is saying, get down, get down. I don't have to say you with the knife, get down. No, everybody should get down. Yeah. And if you're in like mid-stab or mid-motion, like you're going to do bodily harm to somebody, it was excessive. Yes, he could have shot her in the leg. Yes, he could have shot her in the arm. But they were talking about that too. Deadly force is only applied to black people or other people because, because white people will, will, will riot in, in the best way. 
they're gonna what do you mean? they're gonna they're gonna take their money they're gonna take their their they like they can uproot and move the community like white people will show you their power in different ways black people can only show power when we're out there protesting because we don't have the money we don't have the land we don't have the ownership we don't have we don't have it we don't have it mm-hmm. and people that are supposedly billionaires people that we help build up they leave and they marry white women or they leave and they forget where they come from so you know there there was some rapper that passed away recently and everybody was coming at puffy and they're like yo puffy is the devil like i don't understand why y'all don't notice yet and i'm thinking is he the devil or did he just get wise to the system you know, um, I, I don't want to go too far back, but, you know, um, they did a New Edition movie. And uh, I hope you know who New Edition is. I think so. <laughs> I, I don't, Your y'all. Face, I don't. Your face was. But anyways, um, 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 Michael Bivens, he became like an A&R. He became somebody in like like behind the scenes. He only did that because he saw we weren't making any money. Mm-hmm. And he understood the money once he got older. He understood the money. He understood the contracts. He understood what's good and what's not. And what, like, so now he is in a way repeating the same mistakes that New Edition had. And then he's like, Did you look over your contract? You, like, you don't do this, you don't do that. You know, this is a business. And it keeps going back to this is a business. Music industry, business, entertainment industry, movies, actors. Business. This is a business. America is here to just uh, monopolize everything. And that's, that's not necessarily that's the wrong. mission statement. Yeah. And it's not necessarily wrong. It's not. Someone has to do it. <laughs> but someone has to make. That is what makes America great. I mean, let me not say that sentence, you know? Yeah. But that's what makes America great. We. We are not a third world country yet, hopefully not, but we, we, we're capitalizing off of people's talents, but sometimes we're also capitalizing off of people's, um, help me out. They're like downfall. Yeah. And somebody's exploiting it. it, Yes. Exploiting it. And somebody's got to do it. And I'm, I'm not saying it's right, but that is why, that is how America is so profitable. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's a fact. It's a fact. You have manifest destiny. You have all God ordained us to move forward. That's what manifest destiny is. Like, this is our birthright, meaning white. This is our birthright <laughs> to capitalize, to monetize, to uh, colonize all the eyes. <laughs> like, like, that's, like yeah. that's our mission statement. That's why we're here. We're here for that and that only. So my, my question now is like, you know, because Dr. Umar had said, we are woke and whatever that means. And to be woke means nothing if you're not doing something. So he said, okay, there's so many people who are woke and they're out there protesting. But what else are you doing besides protesting? Yes. There's so many people who are woke and, what, and they're just making YouTube videos on how woke they are. <laughs> like, yes. you know, what is the next step? And like the next step is helping your community. Yes. And sometimes I just feel like, it's difficult to go in and help your community because you kind of feel like you're the only one. Yes. Like, literally. But you may think you're the only but one. You're but you're not. sometimes you can be the only one to take initiative and everyone else will follow. Follow, yeah. Because I was in I was um in my park the other day and I was just <laughs> taking a stroll. <laughs> and I saw this thing that said, clean up the river. And I was like, oh my God, like, I would go and do it. But then I literally had this thought like, what if I walk up in there and it's just me cleaning that river by myself? Yeah. 
But then that's just a chance, and I didn't clean the river, y'all. I'm sorry. Sorry to this river. <laughs> but, like, moving forward, now I'm just like, if I have to be the only one doing it, at least I can say to my children, mommy took, mommy did something with her wokeness. Yes. I, I didn't just preach about it. I was about it. Yes. I was being about it. Yes. And I think that's what we need to do. We need to say, okay, I love that we're woke. I love that we're conscious. I love that we're aware. What are we doing besides protesting? Like you said, have a damn laundromat. Open this up. We have to really... We need to be like these other communities, the Jewish community, the Mexican community, the Bengali community. We need to make the steps to become greater than what we are. Yes. I'm over it. I'm over being in last place. Because at this point, and I've said this, every four years we start at zero. Every four years we start at zero. Nick Cannon was talking about stop voting for the pro I'll stop voting for the president. Do your local government. <laughs> Nick Cannon is goofy. Nick Cannon is corny. Nick Cannon is trying to help you. Mm -hmm. Nick Cannon did more with that statement than than your favorite rapper's rapper. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's so sad because sometimes you have to be the only one out there. You have to just be the only one out there. It's exhausting. And sometimes it, it can be sad and depressing, but it's it's a reality. Yeah. And I think the first step is also to stop supporting the smut, um, S-U-M-T. Uh, yeah. Like, there's just so much smut and rhetoric that are that is going on that it's like dehumanizing us and and getting us away from the goal. Like even me, like <laughs> I love me some Cardi B, but I stop. I don't listen to Cardi B anymore. I don't listen to Megan Thee Stallion anymore. And my my, if if I was still listening to that music, I wouldn't be on Let Me Clean the River. Yes. I want to be on the let me um become a mentor. I want to be on none of that time. I would be on let me scam these men. You know what I mean? You have to really everything is programmed to destroy us. Yes. And we're allowing it. Programmed to destroy us. Programmed to um to distract us. Yes. Dismantle us. Everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I know we've talked about little Nas X and he was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, um I'm gay. No one cares. You know, it, it's the image that you're putting out. Because yeah. I'm not trying to be rude, but I know 50 million times rappers and singers who are way more talented than him, but they're not, they're, but they're not giving the, 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 platform. The, the machine what they want. They're not giving the machine what they want. And, and, and that's skin. That's, that's sexuality. Who's the machine? The music industry. Okay. Anything that's generating money is the machine. Okay. And 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 if J Cole, the, everyone's like J Cole sells a million records, no no features. All J Cole talks about is like promoting black awareness and things like that. But he's not. His fans got his back. You know. We do. <laughs> <laughs> we as a people or as as an entertainment industry, we will freaking highlight the 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 worst of the worst, the scummiest of the scummiest people. You know, all for a laugh mm -hmm. or all for a nice beat, mm -hmm. you know, and you have people who have quality things to say and they're being put on the back burner because they're not giving it up how Lil Nas X or Cardi B or Megan Thee Stallion is giving it up. You, I'm not trying to come at this woman. You got shot and you still out here being goofy. I, I look at Megan. her. Yes. I look at her as being, but the twerking and the lyrics and, and the, the skin, I like, no. Did I think it was going to change her life forever? No. No. And she's still, like, she's still dating rappers. I like, I like Partisan Fontaine. I have a couple of his songs. They're dating. Yes. Where have I been? I, because you stopped listening to me. You're right. Okay, you're right. But, um, I, I like, um, 
I like like I like that she's changing little by little. Yeah. But did I think she was gonna like have this three sixty, this one eighty change? No. But still, like you got hurt and you're still talking about the same things. Yeah. But like I said, we we have to eliminate the smut. We have to stop because it's really forget about the city girls. Trust me, that was hard. Forget about the city girls. Forget about making a stallion. Forget Quick. about all these things. Quick. We don't need it. City girls did an interview. They uh, on a podcast and all they talked about was money. It was like, yeah, my baby daddy spent fifty thousand dollars on 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 my furnishings, or yeah, you know, um, um, I, JT's man. Oh, little Uzi Vert, he 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 buys me bags. He he gives me money. And then like she's like, I had this little purse, and he just came with a bag of money. He was like, take all the money you want, and I can only fit ten thousand dollars in there. I'm mad, girl. That's not the priority. What did you do with that ten thousand dollars? Did you? Did you buy a house? Yeah. Did you buy a property? Like, did you give it back to the community? Like, what did you do with that? And, and this is nothing for us, because I'm not meeting some man who put in $10,000 in my purse. Not yet. But it's like, we, we need to reorganize our mind, because everything is set to fail us, from the TV shows, to politics, to the government, to our rappers. We need to really just do a 360. Like, I, like, I don't want to say I'm a whole new woman, because before I used to think WAP was female empowerment. And now I'm like, this is not. This is all a ploy to sexualize women and make us think the only the only freedom we have is our sexual selves. Aww. But this is a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. My poor BB thought WAP was empowering. I really thought WAP was empowering. WAP was disgusting. It was. And, and listen, a 360 just from stopping listening to this music and reflecting on myself. Okay. Y'all, this is a whole new episode. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, we need to do better and yeah. And moral of the story, Dr. Umar needs to have his own podcast. Oh my God, I would pay for that. Umar has, he has to have some type of platform. He goes on Instagram live occasionally, but you know, the things he says. And then people are like, Umar's a clown, Umar's a joke, Umar's a scam artist. And then as soon as he goes on the Breakfast Club or as soon as he puts out content, they're like, oh, we woke. We, we want to go fight the oppressor. We want to do all these things. Mm-hmm. Like, at the, like the moral of the story is the only time we're going to be taken seriously is if we begin to build our own. And Amen. that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And um, he said he said that black people have grown accustomed to the the ill responsibility, the no responsibility of having their own. Like, we don't have any type of neighborhood town in any state in the 50 states that are ours. We don't have a, a, a black-owned hospital. We don't have a black-owned grocery. Yeah. We don't have a black-owned laundromat. We don't have a black uh, a black owned dentist. We don't have a black owned salon. Like we don't have a black owned school. We don't have a black owned college. Dang, you listen to everything. We don't have it. We, <laughs> we don't have, have black owned land. We don't have it. So hopefully, this conversation will spark some type of free thinking, some type of thought provoking actions that will you know lead us into a better situation. But you know, I. I wouldn't hold my breath, but you know, we'll we'll see next year when Umar comes back. He does this like once a year. Like yeah. when Umar comes back, we'll see. 